Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. And what a game it was tonight. Syracuse squeezes by Indiana 112 to 110. Double OT. Syracuse up by 16 at the half. Indiana outscores Syracuse by 16 in the second half, scoring 55 points. Really on a play that was crazy. Syracuse up by three. Joseph Gerard gives a foul. They make the first foul shot. Trace Jackson Davis gets the rebound. Pushes Benny Williams out of the way pretty much. Jesse Edwards wasn't in the game because he fouled out. Jackson Davis gets fouled, makes both foul shots. Now, two schools of thought a lot of times with this three-point lead. Some coaches say take the foul, others take their chances. I understand both thought processes, but in this situation, Bayheim and Syracuse needed to think about what was at stake there because, yes, Indiana was hotter in the second half, but they're going to have to go the length of the court, get a good three-point shot with about five seconds, or you foul them with two-point-something seconds left, and you're getting out-rebounded the whole game, and Benny Williams in the game just got manhandled by Jackson Davis. And from there on in, it was a dogfight, and Syracuse was lucky to win. Now, I know you can get a lot from the box scores, and I'm not going to go completely into all the box scores. You know, the two Bayheim boys accounted for 53 points. Joseph Gerard had 22 points and two foul shots at the end of the game to win it. He shot 5 from 11 from 3, but he had 6 assists and 6 turnovers. You can't have that from your point guard. And I'm going to just say it again, because I've said it a million times. He is not the point guard. I know he's the starting point guard. I know Beheim's giving him the job. But he keeps showing now that he really is not into distributing the ball that much. It even happened on that last play. Luckily, they called the foul. He could have passed it off to Aslam. I know Aslam was cold. He's a kind of a rookie. But he would have had a dunk instead of Gerard hoping to get fouled there in the last part of the game. And pretty apparent for the last couple games, he's not a point guard. He's a two guard. So I know in the pr- podcast prior to this one, I said that Benny Williams was an important piece. And hopefully he's going to be a guy that kind of steps up and and help Syracuse get better throughout the season. Benny Williams definitely somebody that needs to grow from this experience tonight by getting pushed out of the way and almost costing his team the game. But Samir Torrance may be the more important player. I know they had published something like that on Syracuse.com a few weeks ago. I didn't read it because I didn't believe it. But I maybe have to go back and read it now because Torrance, he lacks his offensive skills. He's got pretty good handle, and he's definitely in there to pass more instead of shoot, I can tell. He doesn't really have offense to shoot. So can they coexist? And I, I, I know if you've listened to my podcast before a million times, this is beating a dead horse because I've talked about it a lot in the last year. I know Kadari Richmond is struggling at Seton Hall. I know Quincy Gurrier is struggling for Oregon. But boy, do we miss those two guys on this team. Especially tonight is another example of how Kadari Richmond would have affected the game by having another point guard in there, an actual point guard that distributes the ball and lets Gerard roam and shoot threes, what he's made to do. Okay, you know, he's a junior. We've we've seen that he's not really a true point guard. So Richmond being here would make a difference. He's not here, I know, but Torrance has to be that guy that steps up. 
I know Quincy Gurrier is struggling for Oregon, and I hate to see it because I like the kid when he played at Syracuse. And I've seen people say on some message boards, oh, it looks like Coach Beheim knew what he was talking about, that Kadari Richmond's overweight and can't go the whole time, and Gurrier thinks he's an outside shooter and he's not. Well, Beheim, in his assessment of those two guys, but it's possible to be right about something and approach it the wrong way. And I think because of his public criticism of those players, saying last year Richmond couldn't go the full game or Gurrier is not an outside shooter, yes, it was true. But doing it in the press conferences probably didn't make those guys feel so great about it, especially Gurrier, who played almost every minute and was a walking double-double. And he wants to make the pros, and Bayheim just saying, well, you're not an outside shooter. But why couldn't they just work together? It would have been better suited for both those guys to stay with Syracuse, develop, and be on the team right now. But I know I've talked about that way too much, but I just – it keeps coming up because it keeps showing in these games that they would have been needed and would have would help the team. But back to this year's team, what are they going to do to get themselves better? And one person that's getting better is Jesse Edwards and – he had 17 points tonight, 7 for 7 from the field. Fouled out, though. He's got to keep himself in the game. He had five rebounds and three blocks. He's got to get more rebounds. And I kind of blame the rest of the guys on the team sometimes for that because if I'm a big guy like him and I'm getting the ball and I'm scoring and I'm not missing, yes, they're all around the basket, but, but some of those shots were not just – dunks they were some turnarounds and actual moves in the post if i'm edwards i might be going in the huddle and grabbing gerard or any other guys on the team and saying hey man i'm killing these guys like what are you doing by not looking for me when i screen for you and i'm open i'm diving to the basket give it to me and by doing that it's going to allow more outside shots and more open shots to know that teams can't just sloth off them anymore because he actually can score, and he actually has moves. And now in the last three games, we've seen it. 21 points, 17 points, 17 points. It's the old adage. If you played basketball, heard it before. Keep the big man happy. Why? He'll set screens for you. He'll get rebounds for you. He'll get block shots. He'll protect the paint for you. He'll do all that. But if you don't give him the ball on offense after he's setting screens for you or he's, he's doing a lot of things, he's not going to give the same effort on the rebounding end. And for this team to win, he can't just be an offensive threat. He has to be a defensive threat, and he has to be a rebounding machine. And he's just not there yet on the rebounds. I mentioned Edwards. He's a key factor. But overall, Syracuse defense is just Swiss cheese. And you've seen it at the Battle for Atlantis, at the Colgate game. VCU game, their defense wasn't too bad. But they had no offense, really. But against Arizona State, they allowed 84 points. They won that game, outscoring them, outshooting them. Auburn, they allowed 89 points in the 89-68 loss. To Colgate, they gave up 100 points. Tonight, they gave up 110 in two overtimes. That's the first time in one season an opponent has scored 100-plus points twice. So the Colgate game, they scored 100. Tonight, 110 Never happened before in the history of Syracuse in the Dome. Now, Syracuse scored over 100 points now in 160 games in their history. They had two last season, 
One against Buffalo, one against Boston College, both wins. Coincidentally, the last time Syracuse went to a double overtime game, they lost to Florida State in 2018. What do they play next? Florida State. Will this team be able to outscore better teams? Indiana, Arizona State, although playing in a you know, major conference, they're not great teams. I know Indiana hadn't lost a game yet, but they only had played St. John's. The rest of the teams they played are nobodies. And Arizona State has their struggles. So when they play Duke, they're going to outscore Duke. They're going to outscore Florida State in Tallahassee this weekend. They're going to outscore Villanova. I don't think so. And Villanova next week in Florida State, I'm sure, I've watched these game tapes and say, all we got to do is play high-low and put a guy at the foul line extension, a guy who can make a 15-footer, a guy who can pass okay down to the post, and we can beat Syracuse. So it's not really that hard. How can they combat that? In the past, they've had really good, tall, long guards, guys that are six foot four, six foot five, Andy Routens, Brandon Trish, Dion Waiters, Scoop Jardine, Michael Benajay, guys that are really active. Now, I don't see Gerard doing that. He's six foot one. He doesn't have that sort of length to combat that play. Buddy and Jimmy may to an extent, but they're not as quick. And you've got to move a lot when you're playing zone defense on the top, especially in this zone. So maybe a different lineup to try, even though he's not a guard, is try Benny Williams at the top of the zone and see what he can do. Try Torrance and him at the top of the zone at one point at all. Might as well try it because the guys you have in there aren't doing anything. And if you're not going to try that, what else are you going to try? A 2-1-2 trap? A, a trap on the point guard? A full court pressure? A boxing one? A triangle and two? I don't know, but there needs to be some sort of change on this defense because they cannot go through the whole season outscoring guys. I know I've talked about a lot of things that I didn't like in this game. Circuit strategy and the regulation. Gerard's play. I want more rebounds out of Edwards. I want a better shot selection from the team. I want more passes to Edwards. But at the end of the day, Syracuse won this game. And if they hadn't won this game, I want to say the season would be lost, but it would be very tough to recover being 3-4 and four and facing Florida State, then Villanova, then Georgetown, then eventually into ACC play. The window was shrinking for them to get better. And being up by 16 at the half and then losing, I just think would have killed any confidence the team would have had. So hopefully Jim Beheim pops the tape in tomorrow, can point to several situations and say, this is what we can do better, how we do better. And he has to adjust a little bit and realize that Gerard is just really not going to be that consistent at point guard. And Torrance has to get more run and has to get more confidence. We'll all see how it plays out. They play at Florida State on Saturday. That's all I got for the Dome Dog Podcast tonight. Thanks for listening to the Dome Dog Podcast. Now available on Spotify, Amazon Music slash Audible, and Podbean. Please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Dome Dog. 
That's D-O-M-E, D-A-W-G.